Psalm 7, verse 8. The Lord shall judge the people. Judge me, O Lord, according to my righteousness and according to mine integrity that is in me. Have you ever asked God to judge you? I have. A woman attacked me really viciously, railing out at me, accusing me of things that I had done to her as I was trying to correct her. She said, it's like you have been throwing rocks at me for years. I was bringing corrections to her to try to turn her to the way of God. But had I done it wrongly? She certainly told me I had. I didn't know. I only knew one thing. If her accusation was actually true against me, there was absolutely no way I could do this ministry work that I do today. I could not exhort the church. I could not warn the church. I could not bring the corrections that prophets have to do. I couldn't do any of the things that I had done in the past in the calling of a prophet of Jesus Christ. If her accusations were true against me. The one who could judge me was God. So I basically told him, I cannot go forward until I have your judgment on this situation. The rest of that night, I just watched television or did something like that. I went to bed that night and God gave me a dream. In the dream, I opened my front door of my house Someone had piled bags of their garbage at the front of my door. And not only at the front of my door, but all the way the down the entire front of my house, they had dumped bags of their own garbage. And I knew I had the judgment of God that this woman had dumped her garbage on me. Instead, as a Christian, what she should have done is Philippians 4, 6. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. That's what she should have done. But for as much as a, ten years back, she had stored up offenses against me. And then, after enough time, she exploded. You must have God's judgment. You absolutely cannot think to examine yourself on this when it is that serious. You have to be judged by God. And I pleaded with God, judge me. Please judge me. I've got to have your view of what happened. Our, our righteousness is according to that which God has told us to do or led us to do. If we are doing what God has said to do, we are righteous. If we are doing what we think we should do, our own works, we're in grave danger. When we do 
what God shows us to do. Our righteousness is of God who authored that which we have done or have said. Isaiah fifty four seventeen. No weapon against you will prosper. And he goes on to end that verse with, This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, for their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. That means they are righteous because I have authored their righteousness. I, God, have told them what to do. You have to examine this. Was it God who told me to say that thing? Was it God who told me to do that thing? If you can say, yes, it was God, then you're in a pretty good shape on the situation. For example, was it God who told me to go on radio in 1980? Was it God who told me that? It happened on January 10th, the night of January 10th, 1980. I was asleep in the night. A very loud trumpet-like voice awoke me and said three words to me, Hartford, Seattle, KWJS. I jumped out of bed, wrote KWJS on a notepad so I wouldn't get those letters mixed up. It seemed obvious to me this was radio or television call letters. I said to God, when I found out it was a radio station, KWJS, I said to God, are you telling me to go on radio? I wouldn't know how to do that. The Holy Spirit brought this to my mind immediately. Call the radio station manager. So I did what I heard. I called the radio station manager. I said to him, God might be leading me to go on radio. How would I do that? The station manager said, make an audition tape 29 and a half minutes long. Send it to us, to me. And if you fit our broadcast, we will offer you a contract. So after I talked to the radio station manager, I got my recording device set up. I got my kitchen clock timer and I timed it and I recorded 29 and a half minutes. I took it and put it into the mail, no editing, took it and put it into the mail, sent it to the station manager. I was on radio KWJS within five days exhorting the church. Now, was that of God? I don't have any hesitation saying that was of God. God put me on radio. How about the blog? How did I go on the blog? God gave me a dream, and in this dream, a woman was singing, and I was listening to her, and I said, well, it's a little voice, but it's a nice little voice. And at that moment, I somehow saw that this was a blog where people could communicate in the church with each other. I called Pam Paget, who was a retired computer programmer at FedEx, and asked her if she could set up a blog. And she said, well, she didn't know anything about it, but she probably could. I said, we'll do it. Within three days, we were writing on the blog. How did I end up writing books on Amazon? 
I bought a Kindle, a new Kindle. I had a first-generation Kindle. And I think it was about fifth generation when I kept hearing from the Holy Spirit to buy a new Kindle. I didn't think I needed to do that. My first generation worked fine. All I did was read books on it. I enjoy reading uh, secular books. So that's what I was doing, and it worked fine. And the Holy Spirit told me two or three times to buy a, another gen- the next generation Kindle. Turned out it was Kindle generation number five. I bought Kindle generation number five, and they had changed it completely. I couldn't operate it at all. It was like a computer, and I don't have any expertise on that subject. I'm 82 years old. I missed the computer generation. So I called Pam Paget, who had been a computer programmer at FedEx, and asked her to help me. Well, if I tried first to buy a manual for the Kindle, but I couldn't read the manual. It was so complex, I couldn't understand it. So I asked Pam to help me, and I would say, how do you do such and such? She would tell me, and I would write it down. After about five or six instructions on various items, I thought, well, I believe we've got a book here. Pam can give me the technical information. I can write it down. She can make it into graphic form. And people who don't know anything about operating a Kindle will have a graphically illustrated guide to how to operate this Kindle. Now, how can we publish something like that? Well, I looked on um, Internet under Amazon and found they had a publishing house where you self-published books like the Kindle. And it looked legitimate. So we looked into it, and we found it didn't cost anything to publish it. They would publish it, and we would get 35% royalty, a low royalty, on it. And we could even do it in paperback without cost to us. So we could do it on ebook or paperback. It sounded wonderful to me. And then Amazon had a free book program, which goes all over the world. And five days out of the 90-day period, we could give the book for free to anybody upon request. It was all handled by Amazon. We didn't do anything. So we began writing this book, a graphically illustrated guide to the Kindle Fire. We began writing it, and I was doing all the writing. Pam was doing all the graphics and the illustrations. And at the end of the book, she took it to finish the book to get it ready to put in published form for Amazon. And I was a little bored, so I said to God, I'm a little bored. What do I do now? Because the book had consumed several weeks of time. And the thought came to me, which was from the Holy Spirit, maybe I could write ministry books on Amazon. That was from the Holy Spirit. So I contacted Amazon to see if I could write ministry books, and I could. So I began writing ministry books. I think there are 50 or so books written today under my name on Amazon. Taking Thoughts Captive, Faith in God, Dealing with Destructive Thoughts, a whole bunch of books on Amazon on various subjects. How about podcasts? 
One morning in January 2020, late January 2020, Pam awoke with the word podcast. It was so strong that she immediately, even before getting out of bed, grabbed her Kindle and looked up the word podcast to see what it was. Simultaneously, I'd been praying about going back on radio. Should I go back on radio? Pam came to me that day and told me she had heard that word podcast. She had looked it up, and here's what it is. I I didn't know what they were. I'd seen the word podcast on certain things, like follow our podcast on such and such. It meant nothing at all to me. But when Pam explained it to me, I was really excited. It was a way to store up audible messages. You could build a library of different subjects. The people didn't have to hear it that day. They could go back and get a message from any time that you published a message in audible form. It was very much like having the blog, but it was audible. Well, I really liked the idea of podcast. I hadn't given up the idea of radio, but Pam was investigating podcast. She found it only cost us $100 a year to have a podcast host. It was basically free to us to present these materials all over the world in audible form. I I was really, really shocked. It was so much better than radio because I had paid in New York City, the broadcast in New York City alone were $2,400 a month back in 1980. I was on radio from coast to coast and 15 or 20 stations and the radio bills were several thousand dollars each month. That's a terrible pressure. This podcast thing was no pressure at all. It completely freed me from having to ask for offerings. Today we have four people who give offerings, five people, including Pam. Five people who gives offerings, and that's plenty to keep us going. Therefore, I don't have to be asking for money. I hate asking the church for money. Completely freed me from that. Now, would you say it was God who assigned me these works? Well, of course it was. Of course it was God who told me to go on radio back in 1980. Of course it was God who showed me to start the blog in late March 2012. Of course it was God who showed us to start podcasts and to write books. All of the ministry works were of God. My righteousness is not of me, of my own ideas. It wasn't that I dreamed up these ideas. God showed me to do them. Therefore, my righteousness is of God and not of myself. I get so many emails from people, men who say they are ministers all over the world. And they tell of of their works. They tell of their works, what they are doing. Not one of them has ever said to me, God showed me to do this in a dream. 
God showed me to do this. It's always, I'm building orphanages. I'm building schools for orphans. I'm building homes for old people. One of them said to me, I'm going to give out a Bible to everyone who comes to my meeting. Please send me money for the Bibles. Well, I didn't send it. That's not God. That's his own work that he wants me to pay for. I don't do that. I know how God operates. Every time he's told me to do something, I haven't had to beg for money. The money's been there. They're out there begging for the money and trying to trick you into giving money. There's one person, a famous minister, who came up with a gimmick that I can't understand this gimmick at all. But one of our people had been on our mailing list and she sent a bag of rice and somehow it was connected to supporting her ministry. And you were supposed to send back the bag of rice, which was a little plastic bag, which would require only one stamp, which she knew she'd have to keep it down to that to get you to return the bag of rice. I was never sure what this was on returning this little bag of rice that had about a teaspoon of rice in it. Either she or her ad agent came up with that gimmick. And you returned it with money to support her ministry. This woman's terribly famous. She has something like a $700,000 wealth. Just enormous. It's all a gimmick. That's just not the way God operates. He doesn't trick you into sending money. He doesn't have to do it that way. So the first thing we ask ourselves is, was it God who told me to do that thing? One time this same woman came to me and said, Joan, please pray that Michael Ellison, that was her ad agent, who had also at one time been my ad agent, please pray that Michael approves my going on television. It wasn't, please pray that God approves my going on television. It was that her ad agent approved it. You think that's God? Well, of course it's not God. All of those works that are being going to be thrown up before Jesus, I did this, I did that, I did this, I did that. He's going to say to them, Depart from me, ye worker of iniquity, I never knew you. I'm quoting from Matthew chapter 7. Starting at verse 16. Jesus says, Ye shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit. Neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Wherefore by their fruits ye shall know them. Not every one that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name have done 
many wonderful works, and I will profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Unless the work is authored by God, it is a work of iniquity, although it might be visiting the sick or something like that. They might put on the bulletin board at church, sign up to visit the sick, and you sign up without hearing from God for you to do that work. There could be many other works that you didn't hear from God to do, but you thought they were good works. Unless God authors the work, Jesus will say, I never knew you. In the day of judgment, depart from me, ye that work iniquity.